Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The FT. Hello, I'm David Cheel. Welcome to the FT Culture Cast. This is the latest in a series entitled The Life of a Song. In 1965, an advert appeared in the US publications Daily Variety and The Hollywood Reporter. Madness, auditions, folk and roll musicians, singers for acting roles in new TV series, running parts for four insane boys, age 17 to 21. Out of the resulting auditions emerged four young men whose records would, for a while, outsell the combined might of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, the Monkees. In an age of singer-songwriters, artistic credibility and emotional authenticity, the Monkees were unashamedly plastic, the original manufactured boy band. Their first single, Last Train to Clarksville, written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart, reached number one in the U.S. Its follow-up, I'm a Believer, was the work of a young New York songwriter for hire, Neil Diamond, who had initially tried to place it with country singer Eddie Arnold, as well as recording it himself. With its nifty guitar intro, catchy keyboard riff, all played by session musicians, and its irresistibly innocent romantic chorus, the song was an instant hit for the Monkees in 1966. Disappointment haunted all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace. Put out in my mind. Diamond also had some success the following year with his own version. The Monkees, incidentally, fought back against the corporate machine and eventually got to play and write their own material culminating in a strange but sporadically entertaining 1969 concept album, The Monkees Present. Fast forward to the early 1970s. An English musician, Robert Wyatt, had found some success as drummer with a proggy, jazzy outfit called Soft Machine. In 1973, at a party in London's Maida Vale, Wyatt fell out of a fourth-floor window and was paralysed from the waist down. Drumming clearly was now a challenge for Wyatt, so he announced his return to the music scene the following year as a singer, with his own totally unexpected rendition of I'm a Believer. Wyatt's appearance in 1974 on Top of the Pops is one of the show's great unforgettable moments. Programme's producers had tried to persuade Wyatt out of his wheelchair and into a regular chair. He refused, and there he sat, rocking gently from side to side, his frail voice and his London accent, bringing new meaning and emotional depth to the song's lyric. He was a man, the song seemed to say, who believed in life. His band on Top of the Pops, incidentally, included Pink Floyd's Nick Mason on drums and Andy Summers, later of The Police, on acoustic guitar. Now 
Wyatt's version was a triumph and showed that it's not always essential to have written a song for it to be authentic, personal, emotional. But to anyone under the age of 30, I'm a believer is associated not with Wyatt, Diamond or the Monkeys, but with an animated ogre. 2001's Shrek movie, the first in the franchise, introduced a new generation to the song. The film's fairy tale wedding between Shrek and Princess Fiona features a pumped-up steroidal version sung by a California rock band by the name of Smash Mouth, with contributions from Eddie Murphy. Finally, in 2008, the song came full circle as Neil Diamond recorded a stripped-down acoustic version of the song for his Dreams album. His rendition on the BBC's Jules Holland show that year is exquisite, Diamond's gravelly delivery ripe with the wisdom of experience. Now I'm a believer Not a trace Contestants on TV talent shows these days are often told by the judges, usually Louis Walsh, that they have owned a song. You took that song and made it your own, is the mantra. Diamond, of course, having written the song, already owned it, but here he repossessed it. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business like that let's put it online and see what happens stage and the site is live that we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage thanks you're all set that count it up and ship it around the globe stage this one's going to Thailand and that wait did we just hit a million orders stage Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 